Hey, if you can't get enough Casio, check him out at his real job. Yeah, the one that actually pays the bills. Listen to the Jimbo and Casio Morning Show live 6 to 10 a.m. Central on therocket951.com. This is Jimbo Quick Quiz. How much does a giraffe weigh? Go! Hurry! 9,700. <laughs> 9,700? How much? How much? Where is the giraffe weight? <laughs> That's just five times the size of a giraffe. It weighs 2,000 pounds. You <laughs> hit him five times. That is a fat-ass giraffe. You have. That is so much neck. <laughs> that is so much neck. Oh, wow. They weigh 150 pounds at birth. They weigh. I thought they were so much bigger than that. 9,700. <laughs> I thought they were huge. You went five uh, times the size of a giraffe. <laughs> that thing is a walking skyscraper. Uh, I thought they were gigantic. Listen live online or download the Rocket app for your tablet or smartphone. Just search WRTT Rocket 95.1 in the Apple or Google Play Store. What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing besides washing your hands? You're listening to another edition of Casio's Cut. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you are enjoying yourself on self-isolation. As we all continue to dodge the coronavirus, we are corona-free and way to be here at Casio's Cut Podcast. We hope you are, too. And we know you are catching up on all your streaming services, and hopefully you listen to all of the Casio's Cut. Time to catch up. If you are a new listener, go back and listen to those archives during the week while you are social distancing from all your friends and family for those of you who are still working just want to thank you guys and gals who are helping this country run on a skeleton crew basically we uh it goes without saying that we need you more than ever all of our first responders all of our health care workers and yes even the people that are still getting us food grocery stores restaurants the whole nine so i just want to say personally Thank you for taking care of us. A little bit of housekeeping, of course. Go to Casio's Cuts with an S.com. That's Merchandise Headquarters. We're doing 20% off all this week. 20% off. Follow us on social media. My personal account is at the Casio Kid. Be sure you follow that at Casio's Cut. C A S I O S C U T. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All Casio's Cut. You can find us there. Be sure you subscribe. Be sure you like, be sure you retweet, be sure you repost and share all that good stuff. And make sure you go over to our YouTube channel and subscribe there as well. Well, if you heard the first ever episode of Casio's Cut, the pilot, if you will. How's that show been doing? It's been doing great. Yeah? It's been doing, it's popping off. Uh, The first ever episode of Casio's Cut podcast was the well-read tour 
They liberal rednecks. That's why I asked. I assume we buried it. I assume <laughs> we buried the whole thing from the jump. Well, my favorite was uh, when the podcast finally started, and I tweeted out, Join us next week for our first episode. I interviewed the liberal rednecks. And he went, cool, when are we going to hook up and talk? <laughs> I was like, we did this I already. Legit. And then Drew retweeted it and put, apparently we did this. <laughs> I don't dude, remember it, so it's probably fire. Dude, that's the most, like, literally, I mean, I've been scared a lot in my life, but in my professional <laughs> career, things had kind of just started to pop off. So, like, normally when people were like, oh, man, aren't you worried about getting canceled? Before anything popped off for me, I was like, you got to be a thing to even have your shit canceled. (laughs) So, like, no, I'm not worried about it. But then, like, we'd had a book deal and we'd had some stuff going on. And then you were like, hey, man, we got a podcast coming out. We're going to do it together. And I'm like, I can't wait to do it. And you're like, we already did it. (laughs) That immediately sends a red flag to me that was like, well, this is a good run. We had a good run. Because if I don't remember a night with Casio, that was not something that I wanted to be filmed. And then Drew tweeted that he didn't remember it, and you replied. You're like, oh, if you don't remember it either, it's fun. Uh, it's done. It's really good. It's done, but I did listen back to it, and uh, you know, I made some good points. I'm not saying there's... <laughs> I'm not saying... There's certain things that I wouldn't take back, you know, because I'm a grown man now. That was a couple years ago. I've grown. <laughs> you know. You know it's bad when a couple times all of us involved except you went, wait, Corey, are you sure you want that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to edit that? Nah, keep it going. Let it rip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you miss that, this is why Corey's got his own spinoff now. Yeah. You got your own spinoff episode. Uh, and this time, So this time we're going to do the countdown with Corey Ryan Forrest. Okay, I'm in. Ten questions, ten to one. Okay. That way they get to know you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, as, as if they didn't get to know me good enough. We knew a lot about you. Yeah, but this is... Okay. This will be a more nuanced interview. Okay. To see where you take it. Okay. Number 10, name something that's a perfect 10 in Corey Forrester's life. Uh, name something that's a perfect 10 in my life. Um, this is probably going to be very nerdy, but I'm going to say the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I thought you were going to say your wife. That's why I counted Oh, out. shit. Like, okay. First off, I thought this was like an entertainment podcast. <laughs> no, you're right. Of course my wife. Like, But that's like, it's like when somebody says, what's your Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers? We all go, aside from Ric Flair. Like, we know. My wife is the Ric Flair of my life. Like, she's number one on there, and everyone knows it. So it'd be ridiculous to even say it. It's who are the best... Huh? I thought you were going to say the Mount Rushmore of women in your life. It's like, obviously, she's on there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you went to wrestling. Diane Lane is at the top. My wife is somewhere. No, I went straight After to wrestling. I went straight to wrestling. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to say the Marvel Cinematic Universe. is a perfect hit. Yeah, just because, like, have there been some films that I enjoyed less than other films? Yeah, sure. Okay. But... That doesn't mean that that independent film wasn't one of the greatest things I've ever seen because I'm only comparing it to other Marvel movies. Like for me, as long as Marvel keeps putting shit out, that's the one thing that like I'm my butt. There's gonna be an ass every eighteen. Then what's inches. your least favorite thing of no, all time? No Marvel movie. Uh, my least favorite Marvel movie. You uh, liked less than others. Probably Iron Man two. And your favorite? Uh, my favorite Civil War. Oh, Civil War is the greatest. I mean, that's not even. I'm speaking objectively. Like that's the best Marvel movie ever. 
Iron Man two, like I think I, there's a lot of people that would say like, well, the Thor, the second Thor, but like to me, Mar- Iron Man two like just kind of fell apart. Like I didn't think that they sold the fucking heel as what's good the, as they could. What's the uh, one, you know, Ghost Recon or whatever? That's the one f- where the dude from Blacklist is the guy. Oh, that's a uh, 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 <laughs> that? that's a the Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's not the best. It's <laughs> no, absolutely we didn't. It's it's not the best, uh, but I I do feel that Iron Man two is the lesser of those because like they both suck, but at least that one had everybody else. This one sucked and only had Iron Man in it. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was. It was clearly on Tony Stark. He did not deliver. He no, he delivered. It's just that like the story was fucking stupid. Like they didn't like. I've always been upset. The, the one thing that I've always had the problem with him. I don't know. If, I don't know if normally your ten questions go this deep, question to question. But here we are. We're gonna do this hypothetically speaking. Okay. What I'm saying is like the thing that I've always admired about superhero movies the best superhero movies of all time have always done a great job of building the villain to the level that it makes sense that the superhero could fuck them up okay and iron man 2 in my opinion never does that like it never builds the villain up which we have mickey rourke uh playing uh fucking k not cable fucking uh uh god damn it what's that can't see here's here's how you know That it's not the best movie. I can't remember the fucking villain's name. It's not Cable. It's fucking uh, Jeff Gordon. Ain't no, on an don't NASCAR you dare. track. Don't you dare. They are on a NASCAR track. But I never. They are. But he get. He has like a. He has like a fucking. He has like a fucking meeting with Elon Musk or some shit. And it's like, yeah, dude, Mickey Rourke did a good job in the wrestler, but like. That doesn't mean he needs this type of resurgence. Like, you're trying to build a fucking brand here. Yeah, it's so like, like Iron Man beyond so the like, mat. That one wasn't over. <laughs> yes, exactly. Dude, yes, 100%. I, that's it. And it was bullshit. Uh, so, but then with Civil War, one of my favorite things about it was, aside from coming from a southern town who still believes that, like, that was an injustice, the Civil War's always been over. <laughs> the Civil War's always been over for me. And so, like, you've got these... Actually. Yeah, no, it don't hit. Like, no, that, what, y'all didn't go over. No, <laughs> I say y'all. Y'all, we. Hey, my daddy was from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. So, but like in Civil War, it was like these characters that like you're not having to build up a heel. Matter of fact, what you've done this entire time in these movies is you've built up this entire team of hero characters, these face characters, and then you turn these face characters heel. It's the only comic book movie that I know of that turned beloved faces heel and made you go oh my god wait or who's heel like you didn't know the whole time you're like right. i mean you're I, kind, I kind of agree with tony stark that like look we are weapons of mass destruction we should absolutely register with the government but then i'm also looking at captain america who you would think captain america the number one like fucking like uh america first patriot fucking uncle sam will be like yes turn everything into the government the government knows exactly what (laughs) but he's not he was like no we are better than these people we don't have to register with them like it doesn't matter that they think that we're out there doing bullshit we know that we are rocking shit i don't know if you were aware but uh the first avengers Shit came down from space, and we protected New York. And you think that I 
have to go to the government and tell them about what the fuck I'm doing. No, I, matter of fact, I need to hear what they're doing. That's what I would think if I was Captain America. So I'm back and forth on both of them. I'm like, God damn it, man. Like, I'm not a capitalist, but like, I certainly agree with Tony Stark's approach to this. And I'm also not a nihilist, but I totally agree with Captain America, as unironic as it is. And it created the perfect crescendo for this great movie where you have faces who you don't know are heels just clashing at one moment. It's like fucking Hulk Hogan and, and The Rock, man. Like so, It was like that moment. That's why it's the best one of them. So you're saying, if I could somehow shorten that up. I'm sorry. I don't know if I could. Oh, that's only... We've only done one question, haven't we? Is that it was the first one that they didn't, out of the gate, tell you who the heel and the villain was. It, the you heel didn't know. and the good guy You was. had to decide. You had to decide that, that. Right, because in they most... They put you in the spot. In most superhero movies, you 100% know Spider-Man is the hero, Green Goblin is the villain. You know that. Yes. And so, if you root for Green Goblin, you, you're a school shooter. Well, we ex- like, so, when we, we expect all of them, all the Avengers, to be the handshake. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. Not this one. And it didn't. No. That's what I'm saying. It's faces versus faces. You don't know fucking who to root for. It's the only time in movies that the tension was not like, am I starting to root for this bad guy? Because he's so hot and <laughs> my wife likes him. Flaw. No, it's that like you go, ah, they have a good point, and they have a good point. It's usually this person is Spider-Man saving the world from someone creating a nuclear reactor that will explode <laughs> New York. But this time, it was literally a philosophy-driven movie that was being fought by two clearly good factions, baby-face factions. You, don't, you can't understand how to do it in your mind. And then in the end, you're like, yeah, it was a good sale. They did it. <laughs> So to me, that's the and that's why Marvel, the Marvel Universe, is a perfect ten for me, because they just haven't not even the ones that weren't good for me ultimately set up a storyline. It's like what Conrad and Bruce say: like when you see something in wrestling that you don't like, give it a second because maybe it's building for something that you will right. like even more. Yeah. And that's what I'm. So the the worst one ultimately led to that. They already see the big picture. So we that's, don't. That's why they're a perfect ten because their worst thing set up the best thing. We're seeing a scene. They see the whole thing. Chess. Come up They're above. playing chess. When 10, you, when you play chess, you see the whole board. All right. Number nine. Oh, my God. The German word. This is going to take five hours. No, this one's quicker. Okay. Number nine is the German word for no. So what's no something that's no more in 2020 for Corey Forster? It's a hard no from you. You either something I'm just not doing in 2020. How are you want to interpret it? What's a no? No um, more in 2020. Uh, responding to negative comments on social media. Ooh. Not responding to all comments because I will absolutely like. I want to. If I post something and in, in my, you know, if I have if I have fans, which are great. Uh, but if I, <laughs> but if I have somebody that's like putting what I said over and like asking me a question about it or something like that, I'll respond. Hey man, yeah, you know we'll be there November twelfth. Thanks, thanks for checking out the video. But like when someone shits on something I do, I'm just letting it go. Like the most I'll do is like it so that they'll be like, well, I just said this. I just said this horrible thing and he liked it. This is the weirdest thing ever. But like I'm which not. Shows that you saw it. It shows that I yeah. saw it and that I'm not responding. That's the most. Do you I'll have do anybody it. blocked? Uh, no, I don't block anybody. No, that gives them the satisfaction. Well, I just don't like... My thing is, I don't like living in an echo chamber. Like, I know a lot of people <laughs> like to live in an echo chamber. Yeah, and to me, that's what I was thinking. To me, I... And, like, that sounds great. <laughs> but, like, I personally um, enjoy... Not enjoy. Like, I don't enjoy seeing the negative things people say about me or the negative things people say about things that I like. 
but I do like living in a full America. Whereas like a lot of people, they get on their timeline and they go, you said this, I don't agree with block. You said this, I don't agree with block. You said this, I don't agree with block. And then come time for some big decision, some vote, let's say, uh, I won't get political. I'll just use very vague terms. People then go, I don't see how it's going this way. Everyone on my timeline seems to think blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, because you blocked everybody that doesn't think (laughs) that that way. So now you don't know how America works. And in my line of business as a comedian, um, even though I do have my set of beliefs, I still feel it's important as an artist, um, regardless of how I'm putting it out in in like stand-up form, in uh, short story form, in television screenplay form, I think it's natural for me to want to see how the world works if I'm going to put a product out to the world. Even if it's to expose something I think is negative about it, <laughs> I need to be able to see it. Therefore, I will never block somebody just because they piss me off. Matter of fact, I might favorite them <laughs> so that I can see the hate All because the haters... You just give. don't respond. That's don't respond because, okay. there's no, because there's no reason to. Because that's what they want. Yes. Like, no one, anyone... Because sometimes, like, you, you click on their profile and they've got, like, two followers. It's like they signed up just to shit on you. Like, Well, I, I like to... Uh, anybody who ever hates on any of my stuff, I like to go. I mean, I hate that it admits that I'm giving them any yeah inch of my headspace, but yeah. it ain't even about the. I click it and then click tweets and replies, and when it's just every tweet is a different celebrity yeah. that they yes. shit on, you yeah. go, oh, okay, who cares? Actually, it's a sign of it's. I'm good. I'm, in I'm good. Right? Exactly. <laughs> no, that's that's the thing I look at sometimes. Like, if you took the t- because, like, I'm the type of person. That like, I I strive to be this way. Like if I put, I I don't bury people. Even if there's somebody I hate, like I'll never go on a podcast and bury that person. I only want to put stuff over. Right. That's my thing. If I don't like something, you I don't talk about it. Like that's my thing. I just don't. Oh, is there somebody here? It's a haint. Huh? It's a haint. Like it's a ghost. <laughs> I thought it was. Okay, we're in. But if I if I don't like something, I just don't talk about it. Don't cut it. Don't edit it. No, no, if, I, if I don't like something, I just don't talk about it. I don't bury it. But when I really like something, I love putting it over. Like, I love doing free promo. Like, anytime you've ever saw me hyping fucking almost anything on Twitter, matter of fact, every time you've saw me hyping something <laughs> on Twitter, it wasn't, they were not paying me. Like, I only talk about shit that pays me on the podcast. But, like, if I'm talking about it on Twitter, I'm putting it over because I fucking like that shit. But if something happens that I don't like, I'm not going to get on Twitter and go, Fuck this bullshit. Right. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go. That's out of my life. I'm yeah. fucking done with that. No so more. in 2020, negative social media commentary or feedback. I'm done with that. Responding, responding to trolls. I'm out. All right. There's. It does nothing but feed them. It's what they want. I'm done. Eight. Last thing you ate. Last thing I ate. Uh, this is the only, uh, yeah, pizza and wings here in the Conradison. And they weren't from the boot because the boot was closed. Uh, where were they from? You know. No, we don't. We don't pay. We're not giving a shout out. See, that's my difference. I thought it was good, so I was going to put them over. No, it is good. It's good. But I had uh, I had pizza and wings here in the Conradison. I'm opposite of you. Yeah. We ain't made a dime from them, so. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm just, I'm, if I like you, I'm putting you over. I don't, but I don't it's know what. A, it's not a mom and pop that needs Support. Oh, well, then never mind. Fuck them. No, 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 that's what I was... That shit was Domino's? Domino's. <laughs> y'all really... Y'all have done... 
That was a no, chain, but, but I had no. I had uh, I had pizza and wings here in the Conrad. I'm gonna change it. Okay, we're gonna eat a cheesesteak flavored Slim Jim. Have you ever had one? No, I haven't. I haven't either. Now, the key will be seeing the key us. Will be open. How try to get go? this open. And our. Oh, I got it. Here we go. Oh, you fired off. Oh, you got the bike down. My, pro- my <laughs> I can't get mine up. <laughs> and I grew up near a farm. We know how to open Slim Jim. This is this was my first bra. Opening a Slim Jim was how I learned how to open a bra. It was my first condom. <laughs> yeah, a Slim Jim wrapper. <laughs> and I just tied it. Yeah. I got go. Now I got greasy hands because I got just enough of it out. Yeah. No but, one, no one watching this is like, man. If they, they all had bets on who would get the Slim Jim open quicker, and they all lost. Yeah, <laughs> they all fucking I, I lost. They're like, but it should tell you, I just tried to talk into my Slim Jim yeah. instead of the mic. So. <laughs> that, that Bob Barker mic. <laughs> hey, next up, it's Plinko. Susie said if her man was a squirrel, she'd love his big what? 99 cents. <laughs> I was doing. I, know, I was doing, Matt, You were doing yeah, match game. Yeah. I knew I was going along with it. You were doing. Wah, Gene, wah. You were doing Gene Rayburn, <laughs> yeah, I and I was still in Bob Barker. Do you don't think I know <laughs> Game Show? <laughs> it was a big blank. That was like Game Show Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Two baby faces. Yeah. Richard Dawson right, and go. Gene Rayburn going. Yeah, here we go. All right, cheesesteak flavor. First off, let me go ahead and say. Tough. Tough. So are these these are either old or Slim Jim has doubled up on their toughness. They've doubled up on their plastic wrap that they put the sausage in. Tight, it's a hard case. I can't. If I'm being honest with you, I can't even give you a good read on the flavor because of how hard it is to get yeah. to it. Add some more in there. Okay, here we go. Good. Oh, you're oh. taking tiny bites. Look at mine compared to yours. What are you talking about? I'll give you that. I was wrong. <laughs> Well, it's also it's. Oh wait, wait! The more you get in your mouth, the it's little a brown bit PVC pipe that we're chewing through here. Um, I've gotten plenty enough bites to get to the flavor, but like, I can't because it's like plastic wrap. Not a good look for that. Slim ain't Jim. it? That ain't it, man. And here's the deal: I'm a Slim Jim Mark. No, but I love Slim Jim. That's my bottom. Oh, I love Slim Jim. This ain't your fault. Like, um, I, Slim Jim, Sam. Cheesesteak is their new flavor? No. Agree to disagree. But it's not the flavor. And let me and let me get this straight. I'm getting to the flavor right now, and it's not that good. No. But I also think, like, I've been gnawing at it for a while. Like, maybe if I'd got that flavor right when it was fresh, it'd be okay. But, like, this ain't it, man. I the more you get in there. No, it's worse. It gets worse. You know, sometimes it gets better. Of, I went to rest of it. I'm going to see. No, this is bad. I'm going to wash it down with this uh, Red Bull Mountain Dew vodka. Problem? Who's the problem? My jaw's hurting from chewing. I'm about it. choked on that. That ain't it. My jaw's hurting from eating it. No, oh, dude. Now, here's the deal, Slim Jim. If you're out there, if I feel you're like listening, it's, I, it's chew. It's 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 beach, a chaw. It's, beach, it's a chaw. Yeah. Slim Jim, if you're out there listening, I'm just now not even snuff. We are like we understand that maybe we just got a bad Slim Jim. Hey, it's a gas station. It could have been bad. It could have been bad. It could have been sitting in a non-humidified room. We understand that. Our experience. Yeah, this is anecdotal. But if you will just send us a case of fresh cheese cheese steak. Am I wrong? Cheese steak? Maybe not a case, just in case they're bad, but a couple. 
But Look, a case of the original. Well, we're in a quarantine. They'll be fine. You sent us a case. <laughs> you sent us a case, Slim Jim, of the new these that are fresh, and we'll yeah. give you a different opinion. But other than that, you're fucking buried right now because you're basic. That is terrible. Why don't it, you go back to making hats for Macho Man? My God. Get out of this meat stick game. Jesus Christ. Go back to sponsoring Halloween Havoc. All right, what's number seven or, or eight? <laughs> that was eight, last thing you ate. Okay. I so, just changed it. That ain't it. And I apologize because no, you it's had a, a good wing and pizza run going. I did. And I messed it up. No, you did the right thing. I mean, that wasn't interesting. <laughs> that was very interesting. Seven. Name uh, something. Who? What did you want to be when you were seven years old? What did you want to be when you grew up? What I'm doing right now, stand-up comedian. <laughs> Sitting in your friend's basement. Uh, yeah, yeah. A fat kid. <laughs> Which is a stand-up comedian, yeah. I am, like, I am one of the few people that, uh, like... I mean, I'm I'm truly living my dream, which makes me want to cry sometimes. But like, legitimately, uh, of all the friends that I know, uh, like I had a lot of friends growing up. I'm the only one that I think I can say, except for my brother-in-law, who is a fireman, and like a lot of people want he's wanted to be a fireman when he was a kid, and now he's a fireman. But yeah. like, other than that, like I said, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian at five uh, because like my dad watched them on TV and they popped for him, and therefore they popped for me. And I was like, I've never made dad laugh like that. I'm in. I yeah. want to do that. Uh, I said it, and it was a joke forever. Of because, of course, it would be like I understand that. I know, no, I would never look at somebody in fourth grade <laughs> that a said joke forever. Well, ten more years, you were only open mic. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> but but no, you're right. Forever. No, you're right. But I want to say is like I would never look back at someone in, <laughs> in fifth and sixth grade that because there were several people that were like, uh, you can't do that because like. I remember the the only reason that I thought that I could be a stand up comedian was because I saw Jeff Foxworthy. Like before that, I was like, "This is something I really like to do, but I don't know how to do it because, from what I can tell, based on television, you have to either be from New York or L.A. to do this because every comic right. that goes on Carson or Leno, they're all like from New York, you know, David yeah. Brennan from, and I was like, oh well, that's just where those people were born. We get race <laughs> right. car, we get race car drivers and pedophiles. And they get comedians. Get the funny people. And they get the funny people. And then I saw this guy named Jeff Fox, and I was like, "Oh my god, I actually can do it!" And so I wanted to do that. And so, like, when I was in, you know, getting into middle school and even like early high school, which I understand, like, people that felt the same way that I used to feel before I saw Foxworthy, they were like, "Yeah, but like, what are you going to do to make money while you do that?" And I was like, "No, that's what I'm going to do to make money." And they're like, "Right." But like, but during the day, during the day, and I was like, no, that's what that's to pay bills to pay bills, and like, I don't fault them for thinking that in high school. You know, after we got out of high school, and I started actually like going to clubs and featuring for people, was like, then it would make me mad when they would still say those things. Because, like, bro, I still have people say that to me now. Like, I got a book published with Simon and Schuster, and I had a television deal with ABC, <laughs> and I was on the View. And I was on a fucking sellout every single fucking night tour all in the same year of everything I'm telling you. <laughs> and I would still have people go, so like, what else do you do? And I was like, what the fuck else time do I have to do? What are you talking about? That's Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And I was doing a podcast. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what have you done today? That this even is the game plan. What, 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 like... But as far as, like, did you just hear all the shit, and I'm not bragging, I am bragging, but, like, <laughs> did you hear all the shit that I just said that I did this year? Could you do that in 10 lifetimes, you non-contributing piece of shit? 
But what do You're I not fucking talking about your farming brother? No, of course, hell no, I'm not talking about him. He could do it if he wanted to. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, it. like, they still have that. Like, I still have people. Like, I just bought a fucking house. It's a nice house with money that I made doing stand up. Which to them, what are you gonna do when you quit doing that? Works work gets seven hundred dollars a week at the Ace Hardware. That's what I'm gonna do. Seven hundred dollar man. I'm a seven hundred dollar man. Corey DiBiase. <laughs> Question seven. Or six. That was seven. Six. Okay. Six things you must travel with. Six things I must travel with. I'm talking about I am bringing underwear and socks. You're right, 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 right. Yeah, we all know that. Um, Okay. I say it for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like how Flair's on. Who's your your, uh, Mount Rushmore, aside from Flair and Hogan and Rock and Austin? The other four. (laughs) If you can do that. Like, we all know who the four are. We all know that underwear is over. (laughs) We get that. I got it. All right. Um, if I'm traveling, uh, number one, headphones. This is, by the way, let's go pre-corona apocalypse. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're a, traveling with that's shotgun. How, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, quick. Might have to stop on the side road and make some pancakes. Y'all don't know. Toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, just CVS receipts. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, look here. All these children out here playing fucking <laughs> tag. Um, all right, so that sounds weird. Just headphones, can I headphones? Okay, yeah. Number one, headphones. Uh, like there's a lot. Like my wife could in ear or over ear. I got the pods, <sighs> but they're my wife's. I steal them. I hate pods. I don't mind them. Now I I don't like the battery life, but I do like that I can. So like I sleep a lot of times when I'm at a hotel. I sleep with I have this specific sweatshirt that's actually more like a t-shirt sweatshirt. It's like. It's a sweatshirt. It's called a hoodie. Okay. Well, it's built like a t-shirt, but has a hood. Is that a hoodie? All right. I'm sorry. Look, I'm it's not thin, 40. It's a I didn't hoodie. know. I didn't know. I wasn't. A, I wasn't around during Alice in Chains. <laughs> I had no idea. I got this. It's like a. I mean, it's kind of like a hoodie, but, but it's. But you know it's what I'm saying? Thinner. Like, well, all right, I thought hoodies was sweatshirts, and this was different. No, I mean you're right, dude. You're keying me in. Like you're right. I don't. No, you're right. It's a hooded t-shirt. I so got like, you. I sleep, the way I sleep is I have this one from Nike that I got hooked up. Uh, they let me uh, they let me go to the Performance Center when I'm in Portland. You know, I'm on the list. But so what could you do in 10 lifetimes? Yeah, nothing, Principal Barker, you fucking piece of shit. Sent you a goddamn book with a $100 bill in it said you could use it more than me, motherfucker. I'm fucking shooting on everybody. Anyways, I, like to, I have a big hoodie with like a big hood that like, when I sleep with it, it feels like I'm wearing nothing, and I put the hood over my face, like I stretch it down like a mask, and it never knocks the pods out. Like they they stay perfect in there. So I, <laughs> I, I by the way, I've roomed with you on more than one occasion. You've never slept in a hood. This is new. No, okay, this is new. No, as soon as I got money, I've like been I met, in the bed next. No, to you. dude, that's the crazy thing is that when and you, you were shirtless. No, I know. At a time, I wish you were hooded. The crazy thing when you get money, you meet other people that have money, and they go, "Here's how you should live your life." And they go, did you used to just sleep in a shitty hotel with a guy named Casio and you were shirtless? You were doing it wrong. Here's what you need to do. You need to wear a, a thin fucking shirt to keep all the bullshit off But don't off call you. it a hoodie. I didn't know that. No, no. I'm saying that's what the rich people are telling Yeah, me. don't call it a hoodie. That's thug shit. You can't do that. God. Call it a thin shirt with a hood. It's like a hybrid t-shirt. It's like a hybrid t-shirt. Hoodie. Look. Beanie. Look, it's something that you'd wear on the beach, and people, and people would be like, is he really on the beach with that? And you're <laughs> like, yeah, baby, I'm over. So like, it's thin. 
And like, but they they fit perfect in there. So, anyways, I know I know that we're still in this question. So that's number one is some headphones <laughs> one because six. I have to listen to shit. Like I'm a very okay. auditory dude. Like I'm constantly I have to listen to every one of Conrad's podcasts. Well, I have to listen to Casio's cut. Are you sleeping to people talking or white noise or music? So sometimes my favorite thing is to get on YouTube. And there's a channel that is just 10 hours of uninterrupted, uninterrupted noise. And if, if you're watching it on your TV, it's a black screen, you know, okay. and it's just thunder and rain. It's just okay. fucking straight thunder and rain. So that is sometimes. Then there's a podcast I'll listen to. I called, think that's a country song, too. What's that? Straight, <laughs> thunder, straight and thunder and rain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> straight thunder and rain. Nothing but thunder and rain. Nothing but cold and pain. She left me. I left her and I found cocaine. Straight thunder and rain. Not a hurricane. Straight thunder and rain. Pure pain. She thinks she can get the best of me, but she's in vain. Straight thunder and rain. Not a hurricane. Now I'm doing cocaine. It's full-blown pain. We're in my basement with five little children i should have thought about this more it's pure <laughs> disdain <laughs> we yes ended what really, you doing disdain well i i eventually had to give up but we yes ended really well on that we that we both pulled out our improv <laughs> we did. that's a background skills on that um so where was i at on this um <laughs> oh thunder and rain you do oh, sleeping white noise uh so was, sometimes it's white noise sometimes it's the thunder and rain Sometimes it's this podcast called Sleep With Me, which I can't put over enough. It's great. If you're out there and you're an insomniac, Sleep With Me. Uh, there's a dude that just, he tells you stories, but he has found a way to make his voice the most boring thing in the world. So but he it, wants you to fall asleep. Yes, and like his stories are entertaining enough to where you attempt to stay asleep, but his voice is just very dull sitting crooked like this, to where you're like, I want I really want to so bad, and you fuck, and I've never, I, I can't even get past his intro. Like before he fucking sells his mattresses, I'm fucking out. So sleep with me is really good. But then often what I will do, not to put them over any more than I should, but I've listened. You're putting a lot of people. Well, over. I love doing. I love putting people over. I don't care. Like they're, you know, I, I hope that they'll see this and they'll put me over. Correct. And if they don't, that's fine. These are, if you ask me personal things about my life, there are things that I like, and I'm not going to not say them just because they're not paying me a nickel. I'm a good person. Like these are things that I enjoy. Another thing, they're not paying us anything. All of Conrad's podcasts. Right. Um, not that Conrad's podcast will put you to sleep. They will not if you've not heard them. But I have heard a lot of them a shit ton of times. Right. Because I've I've gone through the rotation. I'm a, I'm a road comic. I'm a traveling comic. So I've had enough time to get through every single something to wrestle, every single JR, every single 83 weeks, every single what happened Wednesday, every single Arn, uh, every single, am I missing one? Did you hold up five fingers? Yeah. Dang so God. we're in. Yeah. But then there's some that like I, I listened to a long time ago, and like I know every single move of them because I really love his five-hour-long introspective podcast, mm -hmm. like one of which was on one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Gold Dust, which was a four-and-a-half-hour podcast, which when I'm traveling down the road and I know it's a long trip, I'm like, I'm putting this on because I don't have to touch the shit for four-and-a-half hours. <laughs> right. Like This is in. So because I've heard it so many times, I can sleep to it because it's something familiar enough to keep me like entertained while so, I pass out. But I've heard it so many times that I don't care to stay awake for it. So I fall asleep to the Gold Dust episode of Something to Wrestle With 
all the time because I know it's four and a half hours. Like, no matter how much I stay awake, this shit's still going to be on when I so, fucking creep out. Just so I can get a good audio clip for a highlight to promote it. Uh huh. The Goldust episode with Conrad and Bruce really puts you to sleep. Yeah. But because of how many times I've heard it, it's like I can go to sleep to Tombstone now because I've seen Tombstone so many times. Now, granted, that sometimes backfires because Tombstone's still so over for me that I'll be like, oh, yeah, I've seen this so many times. I can just throw it on the background. I'll fall asleep. And then, like, I'll be right about to fall asleep and I'll hear a fucking, I'll be your Huckleberry. And I'm like, this is about to be the best scene of all time. And I do feel that in the Gold Dust episode sometimes. I I only can do that when I'm so tired that I know I'll probably be able to fall asleep no matter what. At least a little bit. Or sometimes I go to like season two of Rick and Morty that I've seen like, I've seen that entire season through like probably 15 times and I can just play it in the background. My wife always like, if she hears the Rick and Morty theme song, she'll always go, ooh, it's bedtime. (laughs) Like she really like, She'll be over there. I'll think she's asleep, and I'll be fucking around watching stuff. But as soon as she hears Rick and Morty, she'll go. <laughs> she'll lean over. and She goes, "Oop, it's bedtime." Because I throw that shit on all the time. Because I've seen it. So, so many you're times. telling me season two of Rick of Rick and Morty puts you to sleep? Because I've seen it so many times. I know the fucking. I, I know the. Yes. I know the Dave Meltzer clip you're about to fucking put out. <laughs> I know the Dave, and you can't do that because I record my podcast in the same studio that Rick and Morty records all their shit. I record in Starburn Studio, so I can't be seen burying Rick and Morty. So, but what I'm, have you done in ten lifetimes? Exactly, nothing. You've done nothing. Okay. We've got two things you've tried. No, we got first one. off. We're still on question seven, right? Six. Okay, and, but you've only did one of six things. Okay, you did headphones. Oh, right, headphones. Two CBD oil. Okay. I won't give a specific brand over. Yeah, drops. Okay. CBD oil, um, ball powder. Okay. Gold bond. Just straight I was about up to gold. say you're going to put those. Straight up gold bond. Gold dust, uh, if you will. It's a, yeah, exactly. I have to do that because, like, as a fat dude, I mean, you can you can fucking understand. Chafee, yeah. You, I'm tra- what, like the difference in me putting powder on my nuts before I go to the airport, especially if I have a two hour layover, because you know I'm gonna be drinking. Is insane. Like when I you feel, land, if not you, when you land, you're gonna need some corn. Because it, when I land, I can confidently go home and and like if my if I get off the plane and my wife's like, "Hey, what's up? We trying to because we're trying to have a kid." I'm confident to give her the off the plane dick because I'd powdered earlier. <laughs> Whereas like usually I wouldn't want to give her the off the plane dick because it's just a swamp down there. But with the powdered <laughs> dick, I'm like it's fresh. It's so fresh. I feel better about myself. I'm not chafing. I think that's an answer you can also give on your mouth. Brush more of a little Debbie's powder dick. Powder dick, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we haven't even got to that yet. Okay, so I've done headphones, CBD, powder. Uh, what is it, five or six? Six. Six, okay. So you need three more things. Um. Okay, so four is comic books. I need to travel with... And I just have, like, used to, I would have to go to my, um, what's that fucking shit called? Y'all got McKay's? Y'all have a McKay's here? No. Okay, well, McKay's. Maybe, I, here. Oh, in Chattanooga, wait. they got a McKay's. In Knoxville and Nashville, they have a McKay's. And it's a used bookstore. And it's like it's like the Walmart of used books. <laughs> and they don't just have used books. They have, like, okay, bro, you remember when you got those, um, you remember when you, I, 
this inside to shit. Get, huh? To get used books, we have to buy new books. New books, right, exactly. <laughs> used books? Who did that? Our new books are still up for sale. Tell me who used them. I'll beat the fuck out of them. Who used these books? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're I'm sorry. People I'm sorry. You're a dog bark. Yeah. I started talking about books, and Alabama woke up and went, shut the fuck up. As soon as I started talking about books, you were like, shut up. People might hear you. Oh, talking about books. I hear him talking about books. He's talking about books. My point is, <laughs> so like, it's it's not only a used bookstore. They have used books. They have used DVDs. They have used wrestling uh, action figures. Here we go. Here we go. Uh-oh. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and take Shh. this heat. I'm going to go ahead and take this heat. We got beat. We turn out. We're sorry. Are they back up? Okay. Sorry. We gotta bring it down a notch. Now we're now we're doing an ASMR. Okay, so what was the question you asked me? Oh, it's comic books, so you get them. So comic books. I have Didn't to know tra- comic books was gonna have a deep answer. Go ahead. Yeah, so I had to I have to have enough comic books to travel with. So like used to when I first started, I would uh ha- I would pack my bag with not just like comic because comic books are usually about 20 pages long it was volumes and what a volume is is usually the whole comic book run for the whole year that they pack into a volume so i would take like three or four volumes on a round trip like i so i'm gonna read like which means i'm gonna read four years worth of comics in one round trip okay like that's my jam but then i found out through a fan of Hopefully, both of these podcasts, Super Dave, yeah, about just Mar- yours, about right, <laughs> about Marvel Unlimited, Marvel Unlimited, and Comicsology and DC Universe. And so now, um, I subscribe to these, it's like the Netflix of comics, I'm putting them over too. It's like the Netflix of comics. This is not a fucking ad, by the way. And Super Dave hooks you up too. Yeah, of, oh no, He'll me. Send you some treasures. No, me and Super Dave, like he sent me. Uh, Are you allowed to kayfabe that? Is no, that? I can't do that right now. Okay, yeah, we can't do that. That's what I was, but so like the Super, latest package. Super Dave sends me by mail some comic books. Uh, I've sent him some comic books. I've also sent me and Clint, Clint from Hershey. Yes, me and Clint send each other comic books. Like he'll send me like by postman. Like it's like a like a fucking pen pal shit. <laughs> He sends me a comment like, I think you'll like this. And so I'll read it. And then I'll send him one that I saw. That's like, why Conrad's postage bill is so high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Y'all but are I, on a haul on his USPS but account. I, but I've got some, I've been very lucky in my career that like I'm back, I've gotten to be buddies with some like comic book publishers like in the indie scene. And I'll get some of their stuff and I'll send it to Clint. Like, this is some indie shit. So like, Ten whole lifetimes. You can't do shit. You comic literally, book publishers. You couldn't see me. In your most <laughs> fucked up lucid dream. You literally couldn't. Okay. Like, what can you do? You know what I'm saying? So, comic books. Four. Um, so, uh, I, said, I, I said CBD. I said headphones. I said comic books. I said... Ball. Ball dust. Ball dust. Um, oh, man. Uh, oh, word. Oh, my Roku. I got to travel my Roku. Okay. Because a lot of people don't understand. And I know that you want me to just say the thing and then just go on to the next thing <laughs> because that's where your content, you're like, just say the thing and we'll go on. Nobody wants to hear why. No, I haven't stopped you once. Yeah, you look like you were. So, 
it looked so much like you were about to be like, just no, say the thing and go on. You what struggled you so much with the fifth. I knew six. Struggling. I wasn't struggling. I was just telling you what was up. Okay, go. So my Roku went on five. <laughs> so my, are you? So my Roku, I have to have my Roku. And me and actually me and the the front desk lady at the hotel, we I finally just smartened her up to this. What? And uh, you I act was like you live in a hotel. I do. Are you kidding? I do live in a hotel. That's no, you live in a hotel. No, Cassie, that's that's why I'm telling you it's so important for me to carry my Roku because like I first started carrying my Roku on my <laughs> on the road. I, I I bought a Roku and I put it in my bag. And Amber started making fun of me. She's like, "You literally like you have to travel with your Roku. You have to have." All your streaming services at your fingertips at all times that you put a Roku in your back. And I said, um, think about this for two seconds. And how about you out there? How about y'all think Hello. about how about y'all think about this for two seconds? In my job on for real, in 2016, in just 2016, Cassio, okay. I did 48 states and Canada. Forty-eight states, ten lifetimes. Forty-eight states in Canada. So my life literally is in hotels. Okay. Since then, the tour hasn't let up. Have we done less states? Yeah, because okay. some states suck, but we've done some states more. Okay. I'm on the road forty-five weeks a year, which means that that is my normal. When I'm in hotels, that is my house. So, like, most people, they get off work every day. They go home and watch Netflix. If I didn't carry my Roku with me on the road, I wouldn't get to be that normal person. I would have to sit there and go, boy, hope TBS is showing King of Queens. <laughs> Which, by the way, that would hit for me. I love King of Queens. But say you finally tried I fucking pop for King of Queens. Dude, are you shitting me? <laughs> Kevin James is one of the funniest people on earth. But what I'm saying is everyone on earth gets a decision about what they watch. But because I'm on the road, I don't get that decision. No. I take my Roku. I plug it up to the back of the motherfucking hotel. And now, let me give you a tip out there for people who are about to say, well, Corey, I've taken my Roku on the road with me, and I tried to put it into the TV, but there was a blockage on the back of the TV. Mm. Yeah. That is called a hospitality barrier. And those exist in hotels when you're trying to use a Roku mm. because they know that you're going to roll up in that motherfucker with a fire stick or a Roku and you're going to try to get free entertainment when they could be making money from your stay there mm. by charging you for a pay-per-view. All you have to do in some events, take a small screwdriver. Everybody travels with one. Life hack. It's number six on my list. <laughs> if you... Listen, you just jack that hospitality thing off, you bring it down, and boom, there's the USB port. Oftentimes, there's not a uh, a screwdriver on there. You just pop it right off, stick your USB on there, get your Roku and on, or your Fire Stick, or your Apple TV, whatever your streaming service is that you want. You live your life when you're in them hotels, because the Motel 6 don't owe you a goddamn thing. Not that I would ever, in my wildest dreams, stay at a Motel 6. I thought you were going to say trash you stayed away from negativity the whole podcast. I did, and I did. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Except you just said you would never be caught dead in the motel. 
look, man, that's not me trying to bury a Motel 6. Like, it is. Motel 6, no. You buried them. No, it's not. Motel 6 serves a good purpose. There are people who need to stay to Motel 6, okay. and I hope that they stay to Motel 6. However, I'm not one of them people. And if you are, get your, out. Your, your principal. Get out there and get out there and try to live you a Marriott life. That's all I'm saying. What's your principal? Randy Barker. Barker Randy Barker thought that I was going to be in a Motel 6 my whole life. And he I stays told him in one different. now. Yeah. That's what I heard. What's the next question? Hey, by the way. What's the next thing I got to travel with? Screwdriver. You oh, I was, I was kayfabing that. You got to drop the mic on. Okay. All right. It was a perfectly crafted bit. All right. We'll edit this. We'll fix it in post. just number six. No, that's what I'm saying. Don't add on. Yeah. No, still, we don't have to edit. You, you nailed it. Okay. Unless you would have came back and went... And my electric sock. No, I got nothing. I got nothing. No, I got nothing. Five. Five-finger discount was the last thing you stole. Um. Oh, my God. Last thing I stole. Oh, oh. Um. Uh. Last thing I stole was a king-size Butterfinger from the... Let me get the gas station right. The Tyke... Because I want to go to jail for this. The, <laughs> the last thing I stole was a Butterfinger from the Tiger Mart... In Chickamauga, Georgia, right off highway. I don't even think it's technically Chickamauga, Georgia. I don't know if it's zoned that way, but it's right off Highway 27, right beside Chickamauga, Georgia, right beside the McDonald's. I stole a Butterfinger, and let me tell you how I did it. Okay. This is about, and and let me, and let me encourage everyone out there. This don't is encourage them to shoplift. No, you should. If it's a if it's a mom and pop gas station, you should buy the candy bar. Okay, you should. But if it's an Exxon or BP, listen. I grew up in the time when I seen yeah. what I seen. You Listen, can't do this. Yes, I can. I can't bury BP. Is BP? Oh my God! Is well, BP paying you to do this podcast? Well, you can't encourage people to shop with. Yes, I can. Who? I can't encourage people to shop with. Why? Because I'm gonna get depositioned in the court. Deposition case. from who? From the guy who steals. And to hold up, court hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me tell you something, Cassio. If somebody goes out there and steals from a gas station, and in their <laughs> official deposition, yeah, they say I only did it. Because I was watching Cassio's cut. First off, that's not going to hold up in court. That's only secondly, thirteen people. Second, exactly. Which, which I would maintain. We know which and I would maintain that anybody watching your podcast is a thief. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if anyone out there gets arrested for shoplifting and they say, "I learned about this from Cassio's cut," that's not going to hold up in court, and that's going to get you more over. Like that's just going to get read on the internet by like- me. <laughs> like Tiger Marts and, and around all, the world, and also their headquarters are also, loss prevention. Why guy. don't you just put that We've fucking? Why don't you just nonstop. put that fucking ticker at the bottom that says the uh, thoughts of Corey Forster do not represent Cassio's cut? <laughs> the fucking WWE did it with with goddamn New yeah, Jack, yeah. you know, like <laughs> with everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I am encouraging you to uh, shop with. You should shop. Listen, but here's what you do: no mom and pops, no mom and just pop. chains. Good dude. Mom and pop stores are the backbone of America. Those are the people. You shouldn't even be in the Tiger Mart to begin with. Agree. If there's a, if there's a, the only reason you should be in Tiger Mart is if you are traveling and you have to pull off to get gas and you don't know where the mom and pop is. If you're in your hometown and you're going to the Exxon Tiger Mart instead of the Ed's grocery store, the bait and tackle, you're a fucking piece of shit. (laughs) But I understand if you're traveling and you're like, there's a big sign and we just, the kids are yelling and we're in a, van that's shaped like an egg because i'm dave hancock you know like i get it you gotta pull over where you want but if you're, <laughs> but if you are pulling over to wherever you want this is how you get one on them okay it's the easiest shoplift in the world and i used to pull it off when i was uh didn't have shit you know so what you do is first off 
at every big name gas station. They got that whole gimmick where there's like six different sizes of drinks, but every single size is the same price. It's 99 cents. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you can get 16 ounces for 99 cents or you can get the 44. fucking Goliath for 99 cents. And you're like, well, why wouldn't I fucking get the Goliath? That's ridiculous. Right. So what you do is you get the Goliath for 99 cents. You go over to the candy aisle. You get the cup. You go over the candy aisle. You take two or three Butterfingers. You dump them in the cup. Then you go fill the cup up with ice. Then you go fill the drink up with Dr. Pepper. And all your motherfucking candy bars are just sitting in the drink. You go sit that up. You're not trying to be inconspicuous. You've got your thing. I'd like to buy this drink. You fucking buy the drink for 99 cents. You walk out of there with three motherfucking candy bars in there. And not only that, my friend, they are at the optimal temperature when you want to eat them, which Wait, is not they, frozen, but very cold. They're in wrappers? Yeah. So the, the water's not getting to them. But you put them in the drink and know. nobody sees it because those are foam. Especially in the summer, they're the fucking, they're called the freeze pop or the, uh, 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 what's the ones in the summer? The cool pops or the, uh, Suds pops or whatever. The foam, you can't see the right. the, the vignette of the, of the candy bar. So you just put the candy bars in the cup, and then you fill the cup up with drink, and you go put the drink up there, and they look at you like, he's clearly not shoplifting. <laughs> he's come to the front of the store. <laughs> I thought. So that was, the, that was the last thing I ever stole, and that was honestly like 2014, 2015. I don't know what your master plan was about to be that you told us, but it wasn't that. But I mean, I got. I the thought can- you were going to be like, take the butterfinger, king size, of course, go to the bathroom, no. put it in your jeans like it looks like your dong, and walk no. out of the. Front no, door. what I did was way more simple, and I got away with it, which is why it is a master plan. Am I wrong? We'll see. We'll, we'll never know if they keep I've getting never the got candy got, bars. But but see, I would never do Just that. Just tweet again. us a picture of butterfinger. I wouldn't That's do all that. We need to I know. wouldn't do that again because I'm doing well. But I do encourage everyone out there. Uh, to do that, I bet Principal Barker still does. Fuck him! No, I bet he still butter. Of course he does. He stays in his. Motel of course he does. That fat drunk motherfucker. <laughs> For Mount Rushmore, Little Debbie's. Oh my god, my Mount Rushmore, Little Debbie's. I'll be honest with you, like I'm, that. This is one of those questions that you get that no matter what you say, you can expect hate. Okay. No. Oh, yes. So I'm. It's like ha- March Madness. Somebody's getting left out. Right. And also, if I can preface this to everyone watching, if you ask me this next week, there might be two of them that aren't on there anymore. There's two of them that are 100% always going to be on there. But there's two of them that, like, depending on how I feel next week, could be gone. But I'll tell you off the, 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 just, this is hard. Oatmeal cream pie. Okay. Star crunch. Okay. Christmas tree cakes. Okay. And this is where you're about to fight me. <laughs> banana twins. Has anyone ever said banana twins? I don't think so. You got to put them in the freezer. There's a caveat. You can't just like, don't be fucking coming up to me being like, really? You just want raw dog a banana twin? I never will. I will never raw dog a banana twin. But I'll put one in the freezer and eat it the next day. And it'll taste like a goddamn ice cream sandwich. I'll do that shit. And I think it's the best Debbie. I like my women like I like my banana twins. In the freezer for a whole day. day. Okay. What's yours? What's your four? What's, your, what's, what's your, your four? 
how do you eat your Star Crunch? Um, with a scoop of peanut butter on top of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. With a spoonful, you get a spoon. So you know Ron Funch has had Star Crunch in his top. Of course, because he's smart. And he said... Heat it in the microwave for three seconds. 13. Okay, I wouldn't do that. Why? No, I'm not saying it wouldn't be good. He said it was the perfect thing. Well, I'll try it. I've never tried it before, but like, does he put peanut butter on him? No. Then I would go against him. I would say that like, I'll take my cold stock out of the box Star Crunch with a spoonful of peanut butter on it against your 13-second microwave mark-ass bullshit. Well, see, here's... here's but I'm going to try it, and he might be right, I'll because that caramel up. gets nice. I'll put the video up. I tried it afterwards. Now, here's my problem. I wasn't thinking about it going in for my scientific test. Hot. It was hot. Well, I it's forgot scorching. to realize I bought the Big Daddy from the gas station. Oh, so it needs to be 22 seconds. Right, so I go 13. I eat it. It wasn't that great. And I... Well, I, I mean, like, I bet it was still pretty great. Yeah, no, I would have ate it. <laughs> but I thought, like it's still, still I thought Ron Funch has put this way over. Yeah. For not for just being mediocre. And then it hit me, oh, this is a bigger one. Let me pop this back in. Well, by that time, it had cooled a little bit. Now I don't have the ratio anyway. Scalded my mouth. Yeah. It was way too hot at that point. And it was still had the hard shell on the outside. It wasn't a good mix. So... That's why I wanted to see how you, if you microwave yours. No, I didn't, but hit But the, freeze the banana twins. Freeze the banana. Peanut butter on the star Freeze the banana twins. Peanut butter on the star crunch. Omo cream by just normal. And also, um, this isn't a little Debbie, but it's in the same, like, vicinity moon pie. What you need to do mm-hmm. is take the moon pie, put it on, like, a pizza rack or something like oh, you that. You did a tiny one. Oh, I did? My bad. Double-decker okay. moon pie. Get well, it. I wanted to make sure you weren't talking about the tiny no. ones. You're talking about the normal... Please. Big Daddy. Did you hear how many opinions <laughs> I had on Star Crunches? Do you think I'm talking about the fucking... Look? Double-decker moon pie, vanilla. Take a double-decker moon pie, vanilla. Put it on a pizza rack. Uh, put it to 350. Let it heat up. Get to 350. Three. Let it get to 350. Oh, put it in while it's preheating. No, no, no. Let it get to 350. Oh, okay. Preheat to 350. Preheat to 350. Take the double-decker moon pie and put a pad... Which is the technical uh, culinary term? Tampon. Just a pad of butter. Oh, just butter. one little pad of butter on top of it. Let it melt down. Take it out. Put it. Eat it with a fucking fork and knife, like it was like a pie or a. So it like thirty seconds. And I do two minutes. Let it oh, brown. It's getting there. Basically, you just want the butter to melt completely over it, and then mm. you know that the marshmallow in it is hot. Take it out and eat it like a fucking cake. <sighs> Let me tell you, boy. That was the moment in the podcast. Corey oh. Forrester changed the angle in my dangle, folks. I'm telling you, it moved, didn't it? <laughs> the whole angle changed. What's, uh, where are we at? Question two? Three. Three. Oh, my God. Okay. Three albums on a deserted island. Three albums on a deserted island. I want you to wrap your head around it. Yeah, no, I know, because this is forever. Like, right. This is so potentially this forever. Is, you, so don't get it confused with your three favorite albums. They might, right. It might be. No, because it, it won't be but my your, three favorite albums. Your list, yeah. Because it's like, what can I listen to over and over again? Because like some of my favorite albums, I can't listen to over and over again. The reason that they're my favorite albums is because they make me really like get into myself and like get in the feels. stay there for a minute. And like if I'm on a deserted island, I don't know how much I, I'm already going to be in my feels. Like I need some feel-good <laughs> fucking music. Okay. That being said... If I'm on a deserted island, my top three albums are probably okay. This counts as an because they did put out an album with it. 
um, The Last Waltz. Okay. The band. Um, it was a DVD that Martin Scorsese did, but they did put out a, uh, an audio record. So, like, I'm going with that. Okay. Because not only do I get the band, I also get Bob Dylan. I also get Van Morrison. I also get Dr. John. I also get Johnny Mitchell. I also get um, uh, uh, Neil Diamond. I also get Neil Young. I get a lot of what I want from the 70s into one cohesive album that kind of tells a farewell story from this this hero group so i'd definitely say the last waltz by the band I, I would then say um fuck man this is that's a real good question i would probably say i'm about to get heat for this i think morning view by incubus okay is Does that, that drive drive all the wheel and drive no, no 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 that was a no that was on um uh uh, that was on the album before Morning View. That was on. That was on. Okay. That was on Drive. Okay. Uh, no, this was a. I wish you were here. Oh, I wish. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, circles. Uh, Accuous transmissions. Uh, the reason that this album is so important to me is not that like I don't consider it like one of the greatest albums of all time. I'm not somebody that that that's that dumb. Um, but it came out when I was a freshman in high school, and when I was a freshman in high school. I was an eighth grader when 9-11 happened. And so it's a really deep answer. But like I was an eighth grader when 9-11 happened. And so like that kind of shifted the world for me. Like not, I mean, as it did for everybody and nobody that <laughs> lived. Say, yeah. but, but, but as an eighth grader, like in that adolescent, like I'm, I'm in that moment of like going from child to adult, um, into, especially in high school. And, I'm going into that, and I, I started playing high school football, and I'm having to deal with all these, like, seniors in high school and, like, all these older dudes, and I... Hey, kids. Hey. So, so I, we was just talking about 9-11. Y'all weren't there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sorry, a bunch of children just walked by. But it wasn't just, like... Um, of course, it was a monument, monumental moment for everybody, but, like, going from 8th grade to ninth grade is a huge jump. Going from middle school to high school is a, a huge weird jump especially when you play football and now you go from being the top dog to like i'm about to get my ass whooped by grown men yeah from what we think um i remember morning view by incubus came out and it coincided with me going to my first high school football camp right after 9-11 when my brain had just shifted into this like oh wow son you're in the real world now and this album came out, and it was, like, such a fucking declaration of acceptance and defiance all in this one album. Like, it was both uh, meditative and aggressive. I just love that album, and because of the nostalgia of that, I can listen to that album now, uh, literally 20 years later, and just be like, and get taken immediately back to this place of, like, I think I'm about to figure out who I'm about to be as a person. And I love it. And I think I could listen to it every day for the rest of my life. So if I'm going to be on a deserted island, I'm going to do that. So we have Last Waltz, Morning View. I'm so sorry. I didn't know I Why wasn't supposed sorry? to answer these questions fully. And then you said three? <laughs> I was like, there's chaos in the background. You said three? Yeah. So you just need one more. Probably the legend of Jesse James. And not a lot of people know about this album. The legend of Jesse James is uh, what is called a concept album. So the entire album plays like a movie, and the entire uh, album plays like the movie of Jesse James from his 
inception into the criminal world, like being in, he was in the Civil War. So he's in the Civil War, he fights in all these battles. Then he comes back and he realizes the South is just like completely depleted, and he's mad at the Yankees for take. He he has this like he has this very different view on the war that I personally have, but like that the Yankees were the worst people in the world, and that they represent the banks, and so he's gonna rob all these fucking banks. And so the entire album is about Jesse James leaving the war, becoming the fucking Jesse James that we know in all the folklore today up until his death and all the characters are played um, and sang by country singers that we know and love. LaVon Helm uh, plays uh, Jesse James. Strong. Uh, Johnny Cash plays Jesse James' brother. Um, Lucinda Williams plays Jesse James' wife. Charlie Daniels plays... um, Charlie Daniels plays... One of the goddamn oh my god! One of the Charlie four, Daniels. No, he plays one of the Fords. Who was there? Yeah, right. Exactly. He was just alive during that time. Um, but it's a, it's a, just a fucking. Not the time that went down the door to drop. It's, it's just a fucking great album of all these country singers that are not only singing their hearts out in these songs, but it's also telling you this story, and it's a complete story album. Um, and I have it on vinyl, and it means a lot to me because um, when I was I used to live in um, uh, Yellowstone. Uh, uh, National Park with this dude and we both decided fuck the park we're not going to work there anymore and and I didn't know the dude other than uh, we'd worked there for a couple of days together and decided that we hated it and I didn't have a car and he but he did have a car and I was like he was like Man, this fucking sucks and he was from because he was from uh, Washington State but he was a redneck and it was the first time I'd ever realized you could be a redneck and not be from the south right. he was from Washington State and he had a cowboy like, this is fucking bullshit man I just want to go to <laughs> I just want to go to Nashville and sing country music. And I go, you trying to go to Nashville? And he's like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. I go, I live in Chattanooga. It's like an hour and a half away. I'm fucking in. And we just hopped in his truck. And he introduced me to Chris Ledoux. And he introduced me to this album, the uh, the uh, the Ballad of Jesse James. And we listened to it. And I remember listening to it in the truck going like, man, this is the first audio movie I've ever heard because it was such a concept album. So I think I could sit on a island for at least a couple of years and just replay that story in my mind. So the legend of Jesse James, um, uh, well, morning where's that guy now? Is that how you met Trey Crowder? No, that I, was him. No, it, right. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, Jesse, Jesse actually finally settled down in Nashville and I went to see one of his shows, um, the other night in Davidson, Tennessee. I went and it was really good. He played at this, at this bar and it was fucking fantastic. Nice. Yeah. So we've kept up. That was a, I just turned 21. So it was 12 years ago. We met, he drove me back, dropped me off. and was like, Oh, I'll see you buddy. And then, I, but I went to see a show the other day. Like we still keep up. Well, like, put him over. What's his I name? Jesse Taylor. If you go to iTunes and go to Jesse Taylor Music, go to Jesse Taylor Music on Google. Go to Jesse Taylor Music on YouTube. He's got some great songs. Can uh, you go to sleep to it? No, you will not go to sleep to it. It will absolutely <laughs> okay. keep you up. He's got uh, he's got one song on one of his albums called "The Cowboy's Poet." That's one of my favorite songs in the entire world. Uh, great guy. So uh, that uh, well, those are the three albums. For Jesse me. Taylor. Yeah, give Jesse, him the shout out for Jesse. Jesse James. Yeah, but those are the three albums. But he put you on to Jesse James. Yeah. All right. Two. Who would be your tag team partner? Like a legit wrestler. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Or like any uh, Arn. <laughs> do you, do you Arn. want Mister T? Yeah, Arn Anderson. Take Mister T. Arn Anderson would be my tag team partner. Okay. And I think because uh, me and Arn are. Arn, I, I know love, a lot of people right now are saying this is this looks like Arn and Oli. That's what I'm saying. That's the reason is because if I was tagging with Arn, they'd be like, well, I mean, 
I can see this kid. He's in the family. If I'm if if you put me next to any other wrestler in the world, everybody would go, "Who the fuck is this dude?" But if you put me next to Arn, they'd be like, "Damn, Arn's got a nephew." That's all right. <laughs> you know how they had fake Nash and fake Razor. Yeah, I'm fake Arn. We should go out. Yeah. We're not the Andersons. We're the Spamdersons. Yeah, you know what? Uh, when, We're the Spamderson brothers. Whenever, whenever I for, so like you can see here. Whenever I forget <laughs> to shave my head, whenever I forget to shave it for a while, I get this tough right here <laughs> that goes down like really far like it's a huge tough we're double and, olies and fucking trey trey and drew's nickname for me is hard arn anderson <laughs> they and a lot of people always said i was born 40 <laughs> let that marinate for some people to catch up you got it though hard arn anderson <laughs> yeah but we're I see like if we tag team we'd be double olies but we'd still be in the anderson family we'd be the fatsy boys <laughs> Uh, all right, so Arn Anderson, the enforcer. Arn That's Anderson would be... Since he's going to have to do some heavy be, lifting. He'd be my all-time tag team partner. Okay. Uh, what if I said current? If I if you said current, um, I would probably go with... I'd probably go with Will Ospreay. Because, oh, okay. Because then I wouldn't have to do anything. Let's see. That's my reason. That guy's pretty good, maybe. No, I'm just saying, I wouldn't <laughs> have to do anything. Like I could just put Will Ospreay in. He might give me the hot, the hot tag, tag after everyone's worn the you fuck drop out. The elbow and go but home. then, like, I, exactly, like he's Will Osprey is going to go in there and beat motherfuckers' ass for fifteen <laughs> minutes, wear them out, give me the hot tag. I'm stunning them <laughs> once, and then I'm going to tell everybody in Japan that their noodles ain't shit, and then I'm going to get the fuck out of there. Streamer, streamer, streamer. Even though, by the way, if you're in there in Japan listening, your noodles are fucking so over for me. I was just cutting a promo. Noodles are my favorite thing in the world. That's how you get the streamers at the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just fucking Stan Hansen's <laughs> kicking them out of the ring. Fucking sure. We got your tag team. And then number one, who's the most famous person in your phone? Oh, most famous phone number I have? <laughs> oh, shit. Conrad don't count. <laughs> um, He's up there. Um, uh, Dre Crowder. It's not. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Whoopi. Yeah, Whoopi. So what would happen? I'm not saying you're doing it. I'm saying what would happen if you texted her you up right now? Well, it's her, it's her home phone number. <laughs> so I don't even know if I could. I can't text her. <laughs> it's her home phone number because Whoopi is also and she lives in Connecticut. The last time I called Whoopi, <laughs> it was her legit shoot answering machine. Like, not like her fucking voicemail. I was say, I wish it was like the it fax was her, noise. No, it was her tape. She gave me her fax it was, No, no, no. It was her taped fucking... Beep. She's got a house in Connecticut. It's, it's Whoopi Goldberg. Our book was over for her. Uh, it's it's actually, like, legit. Like, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, this is crazy for me to say, but, like, Whoopi Goldberg has a... No matter what I do in my career, I can never. I mean, like Trey Crowder gave me my career, in my opinion. I'll put him over. I don't care. Like that's that's legit. Like Ron White, as good as he is, can't say that Jeff Foxworthy didn't do shit. Um, <laughs> but after that, like for me and Trey, once we'd already got our going, like Whoopi Goldberg, man, like she legit established us. Like she read our book. Her our book randomly popped up on her. She's a big Audible person mm -hmm. and our book just came up on her audible thing and she was like little redneck shit you know and she read it and she was like or she listened to it and she was like fuck which i, I maintain i'm gonna promo myself little redneck manifesto dragon dixie out of the dark get it on audible that's the best way to consume it because we the authors read it and it's very funny but she listened <laughs> to it and it was over for her and just one random show of the view she was sitting there talking to 
uh, Joy and uh, whoever the other clams are on that show. And she was like, she was like, I'll t- <laughs> she was like, I'll tell you what, <laughs> what? we lost it at number two to one. So we lost it at I don't remember who was on there at that time, but she was like, uh, I'll tell you what book's over for me. She's like, it's this liberal redneck manifesto. And Joy was just like, well, let's have them on the show. And then the next thing you know, we're on The View and we sell a shit ton of books and I have a career. Ten lifetimes, Principal Bark. None. You can't even see me in a dream. (laughs) Well, if you go back in the archives at CassiosCut.com, you can listen to the episode when I had Whoopi on. Uh, She actually brought it up. She said... (laughs) She put her ear pods in and fell asleep <laughs> during the book. <laughs> okay, your ten questions usually go an hour and a half. I usually do these for a hot twenty-two. I'm sorry, I had a lot of opinions. That was it. Whoopie's it. I was trying she also, to be. Oh, dude, she gave us. Oh, we got it. You're over with. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm she gave us her uh, four stars. She gave us her vape pen. So we were, no, dude, no, no, for real. So we did. I just the, thought about wouldn't it be great if you saw her. She put you over that hard, and then you would look at the rating, and she gave you four. No, no, four no. out of five. Went no. no, so Whoopi, we did the view, uh, which Whoopi wasn't even at. By the way, <laughs> she put us over, got us on the view, but she was sick oh, and couldn't come to the view. So we were like, oh fuck, Whoopi hates us. So for the for the audible bite that we clip out, so Whoopi had Corona when you went. To yeah. The so Whoopi was she put us they on the show telling and we're like, yet. oh my god, Whoopi hates us. So the next day we're like, we got stranded in New York because uh, there was a snowstorm, and so we're at the fucking uh, Lep Lep uh, fucking La Parker Meridian, which I remembered that hotel because that was the hotel that Rosie O'Donnell used to put her guests up on and I remembered it as a kid like the little yeah. Parker Meridian like oh my god you're high stakes we got put up there and so they let me train Drew they're like well there's Bryce, a- by the way is French for Motel 6 yeah the little Parker Meridian that, that's French for the uh, uh, the, the Crackers <laughs> Hotel 6 so no it's not it's actually very nice and so they put us up there and they were like because there was a snowstorm they were like well, you guys aren't going to be able to leave, so we'll give you another night. And by the way, we'll just let you know, your food and your drink and all the tax is on us. You guys have a good time. They told three rednecks, your food and your mm-hmm. drinks and your tax, that's all on us. Now it's we, a challenge. Well, we were in New York City. I'd lived in New York City. Drew had lived in New York City. Trey knew several comedians from New York City. What did we do? We immediately called every comic that we oh, had a party. met. Well, yeah, because we're putting them. They don't ever get this shit. We're like, hey, we're in. We got a fucking tab here at the little Parker Meridian. We get all these fucking Italian ass Jersey comics to come the fuck in. And my mom's there. My aunt Beth's there. We just have a fucking round table at the little Parker Meridian. We run up a tab that is fucking asinine then we go up to my room once everybody else has partied out and they go to sleep we go up to my room where they said that uh room service was also included so we go up there and we're wanting to drink beers but all the goddamn beers they have are fucking fancy beers that that aren't screw off but they also don't have a fucking uh pop top up there so what we're doing is we're opening beers with other beers and every time we do, the other beer breaks, sure. and we just throw it in the trash. Oh, okay. And so, like, two weeks later, we get a fucking message from Simon & Schuster, which is our publisher, which got billed from the La Parker Meridian and oh. The View. 
and uh, they were talking about how in one night the well-read comedy tour racked up uh, i think it was over three thousand dollars in bar tabs and charges and reckless fees and shit like that <laughs> and that they didn't know what to do with this and and we ignored it because we we're like fuck it we wrote a book we's on the view that's just what we're supposed to do next day they fucking chime in again da -da 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 -da. finally trey rolls over hung over his piss and says and emails back one of the best things i've ever seen says why don't you tell them I'll pay double if they'll just shut the fuck up about it? <laughs> so he's immediately over for me in my mind, as if he hadn't been. And so this was just like our fucking like financial advisor sending us this shit. Then the next day, the fucking publishers send us a fucking email that said, and I quote, this dude that was handling our book and was handling all our bookings on The View and all our publishing rights for our book, he said, and I quote, gentlemen, which, if you start an with email with gen gentlemen. Especially when we know it's being facetious. Yeah. Oh, dude, the gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen, in my 30 years in the publishing industry, I have never seen anything like this. This is unbelievable mm -hmm. and absolutely inexcusable. And Drew Morgan sent him an email back that said, Yeah. Well, maybe that's why print media is dead. You don't have enough fucking drunks left. Because <laughs> this dude said in 30 years, I've, in the publishing industry, I've never seen the type of damage that you motherfuckers did. And in that moment, we knew we were not sitting on a bestseller, but we knew that we were sitting on one of my favorite stories that I could ever tell, which was that you do not give three hillbillies... <laughs> fucking beep I'm beeping it out amount of money and then give them a free hotel bar and go I bet they won't act like three hillbillies with a shit ton of money well we fucking did you dumb fucks ten lifetimes ten you will never see me in a dream Principal Barker do you understand have you any idea what I've done and what I will do in my life what I will continue to do you, I've not even scratched the surface of how insane this is going to get. Mm. I've not even scratched the surface of how much I'm going to achieve. Do you understand me when I tell you that you need to buckle the fuck up? Because this train, <laughs> it's coming straight down your track, baby. Super peanut butter on a star crust. <laughs> you have to, in my opinion. And go cold. Sandwich the two between. Put it on the flat side and hit it with two star crunches. Maybe sprinkle some honey on top. So peanut butter sandwich. Yes. And I would advise, and a lot of people won't do this. A lot of people think you're crazy. But, like, how many times do we see uh, sea salt caramel, sea salt this? Sprinkle a couple of grains of kosher salt on top of the star crunch before you do it because it's going to cut a little bit of that sweet. It's going to confuse your palate a little bit. And when it confuses your palate, it makes your palate go, hold on, and it makes it tune in. And it makes it appreciate the Star Crunch even more. You know what I'm saying? Did you just secretly take us to Flavortown there? Yeah, for always, a always. Don't you? Don't you dare! <laughs> you did. Don't you dare! We went on a long journey. I saw the blinker on for a long way, but you you got us there. I'm 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 competing for so many shows right now. <laughs> this is gonna be my audition tape for fucking Food Network, the Travel Channel, AEW, um, Doctor Phil. 
number one because I know everybody out there looking is like, this boy does not realize how many problems he has exposed just during this one interview. This is very bad. Now, this has turned into a psychology lesson. Yeah. We've seen inside. Can I tell you something right now? I'm real high. Can I be Frank? I'll be Bill. And I'm going to eat We're the making other, up names. I'm going to eat the other. Oh, that ain't. Oh, shit. That's my pot. I thought I had another half of that gummy in here. <laughs> oh, I did. It's hard as fuck. Look at her. Hmm. Oh. That's a bad move. Let's do this. Let's go watch WrestleMania 5. <laughs> we better stop before we get embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> This is Paulie B. And I'm Jay-Z Flair with the Jay-Z Flair Show. And you're listening to Cassio's Cut. And once you get done listening to this show, come on over and check me and Paul out over at the Jay-Z Flair Show. Tell them what we talk about, Paul. Jay-Z, we talk about fried chicken. We talk about biscuits. We talk about championship belts. Video games, special retro ones, and a little current wrestling. Absolutely, brother. And if you are a candy licker, there is no doubt, no doubt in my mind that me and Pauly B can turn you into a biscuit lover. That's right. And if you want a little taste of what we have, check us out. Episode 36, Casio's Cut. Now enjoy some of the Casio Kid.